We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. We got a special edition podcast here coming to you during the day. I know that is definitely not uh, usual on this podcast, but coming to you during the day, trying to fit in all the content here for NFL this week. We're going to be doing the main slate NFL breakdown on for for week 12 later today so 10 o'clock eastern recording like we typically do but wanted to talk some thursday football got my buddy timothy buell tasteful tides in the dfs streets um relieving keith because keith um is super busy with nba projections and wasn't able to fit this in so he'll be on the main podcast for nfl later tonight and i know tim's busy as well so tim Thanks for hopping on. We got three games Thursday, three games slate, Thanksgiving. Um, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And um, Tim, let's let's talk some football. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, of course. And, uh, you know, this is this really is my favorite slate of the entire year because usually I just watch uh, the Red Zone channel. But with the staggered start times, you have to watch like all the you have to watch all the games, and then of course, if you're losing early, you get a, you get to play all the showdown slates too. So it's like really, this is like my favorite day of football. I watch all the games, enjoy enjoy it with my family, and uh, eat a lot of uh, pecan pie. That's my favorite kind of pie. I'm a Dutch apple pie. That is oh, okay. if you ever if you ever want to make Stevie happy, send him a Dutch apple pie. That is that's my go to. So. Um, I don't yeah. need pie, but uh, that's my that's my favorite type of pie, like traditional pies. I mean, I have my there's like some cheesecake that I really, really like. And my wife makes some bomb cheesecake. Um, but yeah, like apple pie, Dutch apple pie is is where I'm at. So uh, what's your what's your favorite? Are you a, a turkey guy? Are you a dark meat turkey guy? Do you guys fry the turkey? 
do you do ham? Because I know not everybody does turkey. Some people do barbecue. Like, what do you what do you got um, on the Thanksgiving plate? Pretty traditional turkey. Um, I do I do prefer the dark meat, even though it's like really should be staying away from all that stuff, including pie and and dark meat. So, uh, but yeah, dark meat. Traditional turkey, we don't do the ham. Uh, we do some crazy different stuffings and gravy, um, all that stuff, and really great uh, sweet potato stuff. We do. We really, we really go all out. Yeah, my my wife's side of the family goes bonkers. Um, the food yeah. list for for her house is like twenty five different dishes deep. So um, we get a we get a crazy amount of different kinds of food over there. I got. I'm going to fire up the smoker tomorrow morning and do a smoked mac and cheese. Um, it's fantastic. So be bringing that. That's my, that's my, my dish. Um, I make two big old things of smoker mac and cheese. Always, always fantastic. So, but I am definitely not going to hate on a turkey or a ham. Um, my family does ham. They don't do turkey. So I get, I get both on Thanksgiving. So I'm always excited about that, but we got football. I'm with you. I love the fact that, you know, we can watch football throughout the day while we're spending time with family. And um, I am that person that will make sure that the football games are on the TV. That doesn't shock anyone that's listening to this podcast because you are all the same way. I know you. Um, we get started with Green Bay at Detroit. 46 and a half total in this game. Detroit, a seven and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, we'll start with the Green Bay Packers side here first. true traditional morning grind style we got aaron jones doubtful at this point um aj dillon is still questionable sounds like he'll play um but i don't know if he's 100 percent, especially on a short week um so uh we got news today that luke musgrave is getting placed on the ir so he's going to be out for a minimum of four weeks um so that obviously opens up some targets because he has a pretty good target share We'll start um, with the Packers. What do you like here for Green Bay? You know, I was kind of surprised when I was breaking down the slate. Like, I didn't think that I was going to say this, but I really do like Jordan Love at 5'5 five, five, uh, in, in a game script that should favor him. Uh, they should be playing this game from behind. This game is in a dome. Um, you know, the Lions are uh, seven and a half, eight point favorites. Uh, you know, so this is this is like he's dirt cheap too. He's five five. Um, you compare him with Christian Watson, who's only four point three k. Like I know that Watson has been wildly inconsistent and pretty bad at times uh, during the season, but I, I think that this is a really good spot for the two of them. Um, we actually have ownership out, and it doesn't look like they're getting a ton of ownership either. So I really don't mind mind a little love Watson stack Uh, this running back situation for Green Bay sketches me out a little bit Um, if I knew AJ Dillon was 100% then that would be he'd be a great play at 5.4 I'm assuming he I mean he's gonna get a ton of work if he plays I, I just I kind of prefer the passing attack for Green Bay yeah I mean with with Jones doubtful, Wilson on the IR. Um, I, I think it, on DraftKings in large field tournaments, you could you could take some shots on Patrick Taylor because he's someone that can catch the ball in the backfield, so he can end up with 
five, six, seven catches in this game. Um, and if he's able to, I mean, if he scores a touchdown, he just absolutely smashes at 4,200 at very low ownership. Um, we currently have Taylor projected for 2% on our projected ownership here on Wednesday afternoon. So, um, and, and Jaden, Jaden Reed is someone that I like in this spot just because like they get him involved in so many different ways um, with Aaron Jones out with Dylan banged up. We could see them get Reed involved in that kind of stuff. Um, love Watson's red zone upside. He really hasn't had that big game yet, but I mean, Dobbs is a guy that has double digit fantasy points in four of the last five. So um, pairing love with two of these wide receivers in a stack is not the craziest thing. Um, I'm with you. I think they're going to be trailing Detroit in this game. And that's where you get a little bit of upside um, if they're able. And like Detroit's defense started the season fantastic, um, but they have been definitely beatable here recently. And, and like against teams like Chicago just put up 26 against this, against them, like Baltimore and the Chargers put up 28. So like Green Bay, the first time they played this this game, it was 34-20. That's plenty of upside. Um, you know, yes. you get one more touchdown here. Yes. Uh, and the, and one other guy I wanted to mention is uh, Tucker Craft. He's the stone man. He should be getting, I would assume, the bulk of the tight end snaps. Um, I mean, we, we haven't projected for four points, which isn't horrible for 2.5K. So if you want to, like, you know, punt a position so you can double pay up at wide receiver or something like that, I think that's a viable strategy. Yeah, another rookie, right? I'm pretty sure Kraft is a rookie. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Going to the Detroit side of things. I really like Detroit in this matchup. Um, Green Bay's defense is very beatable. Jared Goff is really good at home. Uh, Gibbs and Montgomery look fantastic. You know, St. Brown's going to get his targets. Uh, I think Laporta is in line for a bounce back game. He had a re- really rough game against Chicago. Don't think he had more than one catch until the final um, quarter of that game. So, um, I mean, I like all the spots here. I think Montgomery over Gibbs on FanDuel and then on DraftKings, I don't mind taking shots on either one of them. Um, I think Montgomery has the the touchdown upside in this game, and I think Gibbs has the the ceiling. Um, the way that yeah. Gibbs breaks the big plays is just, you know, and Montgomery can break big plays too. I just think Gibbs has that higher ceiling. Uh, what are your thoughts on Detroit? Yeah, uh, you said it perfectly. Like, Gibbs is the ceiling guy. Montgomery's the floor guy. Now, what do you do with that, though, if you're, you know, playing a single entry or something like that? Like, who do you go with uh, between these two? Uh, probably um, neither because it's too it's, it's too difficult to figure out who's going to actually get the bulk of the work. I mean, they split touches last week. Um, I think it was 14 to 14. So... I mean, it's a really close call. Um, I guess if I had to choose one, it would be Gibbs. But um, really, the priority play in this game is Amon Ra, right? I mean, like that. This is the guy that you want. Um, he's he's a really scary fade on this slate. Uh, he's got a receiving projection of eighty-one and a half, which I think is actually too low, uh, especially with Jared Goff being so good at home. Uh, so I, I think, I mean, Amon Ra is the priority here. I, I would get well over 41% if I was making 150 lineups. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're playing 20 to 150, you, you make a group of CD lamb, St. Brown and McCaffrey, and you have at least one of them on every team, right? Like, I mean, that's, those three guys are the, the three main plays on the slate. Um, 
could you fit two of them in a lineup? I think you can. I don't think you can fit in all three. Um, I think your lineup it just gets too thin if you try to fit in all three of those guys. Um, I don't even know if you mathematically can do McCaffrey, St. Brown, and CD. Like, I, I just feel like your lineup gets way too thin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's doable. Looking at it, it's doable. You know, if you like the the Jordan Love stack with with Kraft and a, a cheap wide receiver, like the the stack is potentially doable. Don't get me wrong. Um, now I'm going to mess around with it, but <laughs> I know I was just gonna, I was I'm going to yeah. start seeing because I th- I think you might be able to do it. Oh, Dejounte Murray just got downgraded to questionable. Oh, yay! Fun stuff for us mm-hmm. on NBA work. Um. Overall, I mean, I think Detroit is one of the top teams to target on this slate, and I think that this is a fantastic matchup for them. Green Bay's defense overall, 24th in DVOA, 20th against the pass, 20th against the run. They've done a great job limiting pass yards this season, um, even recently. So maybe a a spot where you look at the running game and you target the running game a little bit more. Um, But, I mean, like – like Jared Goff, one of his worst games this season was against Green Bay. 210 yards. He had one touchdown. They put up 12 fantasy points in that game. So maybe this is a spot you get different and attack those running backs. Uh, Montgomery had 37 fantasy points against this team earlier this year. We know how bad Green Bay's run defense has been this year. So um, if you want to get different and you're going the Jordan Love route and you're stacking Jordan Love, then look at the running backs. I think Montgomery is in a fantastic spot. I think Gibbs has a lot of upside as well. And uh, one more player I wanted to mention real quick that's really taken over as the third wide receiver for Detroit is uh, Jamison Williams, Uh, 3,400, only going to be around 10% owned. Like He has the big play upside that can really win you a slate, in my opinion, uh, at a very, very cheap price tag. It only takes one play from him to pay off that salary. So I think he's a very, very strong tournament play. Oh yeah, the talent is there. We've all been waiting for it. Talent's there. He's but he's getting more snaps. I mean, he's getting he's getting the three wide receiver snaps now. Yeah, I mean that's true. All right, Washington at Dallas, a very traditional Dallas Cowboys at home Thanksgiving. Um let's go 48 and a half here. Dallas a ten and a half point favorite against Washington. We'll start with Washington. Dallas defense is phenomenal. One of the best defenses in the league. Um, I mean, Sam Howell is going to be running for his life in this game. He's going to get <laughs> sacked a lot, and you worry you worry about that, first of all. But, like, Sam Howell is someone, even when he's been getting sacked, still has a little upside. He scored at least 20 fantasy points in four straight games. Tough matchup. Low ownership for Sam Howell for a three-game slate anyway. Uh, what are your thoughts here on uh, Washington? So right now we have Antonio Gibson as questionable, but we have him in projections. If he were to miss, I'd really like to go back to Brian Robinson, who I played last week, who had a a spectacular game, despite the fact he didn't even score a touchdown. He still had 20 DK points. So I think if Gibson misses, uh, Robinson is a a fantastic play. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I get what you're saying. Like Howell has had some really amazing games. Um, I think Curtis Samuel is another cheapy guy, uh, kind of like Jamison uh, Williams, that had, is very, very cheap, that has explosive upside. Uh, Logan Thomas, I think, is cheap enough also at 3,500. 
Uh, he would be fine in all formats. Um, but I don't know, like Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin at almost 30% ownership in this matchup, even though he's only 5,400, I really don't have that much interest. I think McLaurin's one of the top plays on the slate. So um, really, yeah, I'm just opposite of you. Then, and and for what it's worth, I I have Curtis Samuel as one of my favorite plays on the slate too. Because yeah, I really like Curtis Samuel. It's like one of those. It's one of those slates where it's like Curtis Samuel goes for 60 yards, five catches, and two touchdowns, and you're like, oh, I'm not that shocked. Um, So right, and and you win the slate. (laughs) Yeah, McLaurin. McLaurin's talent is what you're just betting on on a three game slate at 5400. This guy is having a great season if he could just score some touchdowns. Um, he would be absolutely crushing DFS-wise and fantasy-wise in general. Um, and again, Washington throws so much that like you can get exposure to any of the four pass catchers here, McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, or Thomas, because they just they throw so much. So you're just trying to get that, that touchdown. Dotson, he has upside. We talked about Samuel. You talked about Thomas. I'm with you on Robinson if Gibson is out. If Gibson plays, I still have slight interest in Robinson um, just because like mm-hmm. he has been catching the ball out of the backfield more, but does Gibson take that role? I think that's what we're all kind of worried about. Um, this is a tough, tough defense. I, I think that you really, really want to get you know exposure to this team, and you're just hoping that, man, you're just hoping that they beat this defense just a little bit. Um, they'll take some right. deep shots with like Brown. They'll get Crowder involved. I mean, it's just you. I you think... will get you'll get leverage on the field too because Dallas is going to be the highest on defense. So if you do get a little bit of you know beating them up a little bit, you'll gain some leverage on the field. Yeah, and I mean the leverage on the field for playing Sam Howell over Dak in the same game. With CD, I mean, that's how you're going to get lower ownership on like CD Lamb because he's going to be very popular. Um, let's go to that side of this game. CD Lamb projects to be, I think he's still projected to be the highest owned player. Yeah, he's the highest projected owned player on the entire slate, um, not just for this game. So, I mean, and I, you can't really argue it. Dak is probably still $1,000 too cheap uh, for the upside that he's shown since the bye week. Pollard finally, finally had like a touchdown and a really solid game. Um, I am much more interested in the passing game this week for, and and like for, for Dallas. And I could see using Pollard a little bit here, um, especially with like some of the Dallas backup running backs are banged up. I think this is a CD lamb spot. One of my favorite tournament plays on this slate is Brandon Cooks. I think that he is someone mm. that could break the entire slate and have that game. So Dak, Cooks, Lamb stacks, probably going to be one of my main stacks. Um, what are your thoughts on Dallas? Uh, I was going to say the same thing about Cooks. I mean, that price is way, way too cheap. I think our projected ownership, like I hope he's only 17%. I'm worried that he's going to get a little bit more steam than that. Um, but I, but hopefully we're right in that it'll only be 17% because he is a fantastic play on the slate. I think Jake Ferguson is too cheap at 3900. Also, like he should be he should be over 4K easily in this matchup. Um, yeah, so I mean this all comes down to ownership. Like CD Lamb's going to be very very popular. Dak's going to be very very popular. Um, all these got this is going to be extremely popular teams. So it's all about. 
how you construct your lineup if you play Dallas. Like if you play Dallas, you're, you're going to have to get off some ownership somewhere else, right? Um, because you don't want to just jam in all the chalk. Like you can't – it's going to be hard to win all the dollars on a three-game slate if you just jam chalk. So you're going to have to get different somewhere else in your lineup. Um, but, yeah, this is obviously like Lamb, Press, Prescott, Cooks, double stacks I think are fantastic, but I think they're also going to be extremely popular. Yeah, I think they're going to be popular. I, lo- I love the Ferguson call. Um, I was doing rankings to this late um, yesterday, and Ferguson is a guy that I feel like I'm going to be very heavy on. I-, I think that he has the potential to be the highest scoring tight end on the slate. So um, yeah. I like I like him a lot. I mean, you could you could definitely get you know a little bit of Tolbert, maybe a little bit of Turpin, a little bit of Gallup, depending on like how many teams you're building. But I think you definitely want to double stack Dak. Like if you're playing Dak Prescott, you're double stacking him. Um, You're taking two of these pass catchers and you're just saying they're going to abandon the run and they're going to run it up as much as they can against this Washington defense, Washington defense, the worst defense on the, on this three game slate. So yeah, I think you gotta be excited. You gotta, you gotta double stack and just hope that like, and like you and I, and I say this, can you, can you, I mean, you could triple it easily too. Yeah, you could. It's stack. a three-game slate. Lamb, Cooks, Ferguson with with Dak. I mean, you could you could easily you could easily tri- triple stack Dallas. I also like the double stack without Lamb to be different. Um, yes. like a like a Ferguson yeah. Cooks double stack, uh, just to make my Dak double stacks different. And I'll do that on a couple teams, but I'm not going to sit here and say I'm not going to have any Lamb. I think he's the top play on the slate. So, um, not. I mean, fading. I know this isn't. Re- I know this isn't really that hot, big of a hot take, but I prefer Amonra over CD. I think so. that's somewhat of a hot take. I mean, and, and like I get the I get the reasoning why for sure, but I mean, yeah. it's really hard not to have um, Lamb as the the top play here, right? And like he practiced fully. I know Yeezy's talking about Lamb was on the injury, but he practiced fully on Tuesday. Um, and they've had him a little bit of limited practices. I'm not worried about the ankle for CD Lamb. Should be good to go. Yeah. He'll get hurt in the first play of the game. <laughs> I hope not. All right. We finish it out with San Francisco at Seattle. 43 and a half total here. San Francisco, seven point favorite. We'll start with the 49ers. Uh, they're my favorite team on the slate because they have just as much upside as Detroit and Dallas. And they're coming in at lower ownership. I, I think this is a great spot for Debo Samuel, um, Purdy, Ayuk, McCaffrey. Uh, let's just—I'm just loading up on already loading up on my my San Francisco love um, here. Like it, it's happening. I don't blame you at all. I mean, how can you argue against Christian McCaffrey in this matchup? Um, I I don't know if San Francisco is my favorite. I think that I, I prefer Detroit and Dallas more, but I mean. I can't dispute how amazing C-Mac is, IU, Kittle, Samuel. Like, um, I mean, we'll talk about it at the end of the show, but, I mean, this is my favorite spread pick of the entire slate. So um, it's just hard for me. Sometimes they just spread out the ball so much. Not, not you know, it's hard to know who, who uh, hits their ceiling. So um, I definitely anticipate San Francisco dominating this matchup. Um, especially, I mean, I don't, I don't even know the status of Gino, how hurt he really is. Um, but 
if Gina, if Gina wasn't a hundred percent, I mean, Seattle's dead in the water. Yeah. I mean, you definitely worry about Gino playing in this game. Um, that's why the San Francisco defense could potentially be great. Um, I mean, he practiced limited on Tuesday. Definitely, like, game stack-wise, you want Geno to be in there because, I mean, Drew Locke would be the quarterback. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, my love for San Francisco might shift a little bit if we get news that, like, Geno might not play. Last game on the slate, though. um, So, I mean, you are taking a little bit of risk. We might not get that news. But um, really like Purdy. Really like McCaffrey. Debo is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate. he hasn't had that big game. And I talked about this in expert survey. He hasn't had a big game since like week three and it's been injuries, but this is the type of game. He could just have that monster game where everyone's playing. Ayuk and Kittle. And here comes Debo reminding us that like, he does have, you know, 30 point upside. So um, yeah, D- and- Debo under six K just feels wrong. Doesn't it? The question I mean, is like, a- yeah, the question is, does Kit- Christian McCaffrey, have the upside and ceiling as cd and saint brown like that is because i mean there's some some solid running back plays on the slate but none of them even come close to the floor of christian mccaffrey but like david montgomery is 2400 dollars less and that that's like going to 2400 dollars is going from like locket to like cd and cd just outscores locket what 70% of the time on this slate. So uh, it's just, it's, it's tough for me on Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's the top running back play on the slate, but we live in a salary cap world and we have to worry about ownership. So the fact that Christian McCaffrey is projected for almost 50% ownership, we gotta, we gotta reel, reel in our love a little bit. Um, I'll probably be under 50% on McCaffrey and I, I mean, I could easily eat these words, but I think he needs to outscore St. Brown and CD. Um, like I said, I, I definitely want one of those three guys on most of my teams, if not all of my teams. And you just kind of hope that, I mean, you hope that like CD and St. Brown outscore McCaffrey and your running backs, you play like Montgomery and those guys have a good game. So, yeah, I would definitely make a rule of min one of uh, uh, Lamb, Brown, McCaffrey in, in yeah. all my teams. I would make that as a rule. Definitely. All right, Seattle side of this game, a lot of question marks here. Walker did not practice again on Tuesday. He's questionable, but I have him closer to doubtful. Um, I'm worried about Metcalf playing in this game as well. He has been kind of playing through this toe injury, but I feel like he's very questionable. Gino questionable with the elbow. We'll start with Charbonnet uh, because he is likely going to step into a lead role here. He's going to have, you know, upside out of catching the ball out of the backfield because he already, you know, has that upside. So getting 10 plus carries and getting five to eight targets here. I mean, Charbonnet is probably one of the best running back values on the slate. I think he's like the top overall value on the entire slate. Um, So does projected ownership. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I know. I know he's just so cheap. He's going to get so many touches. I'm assuming Walker doesn't play. Um, like I think, I think he's good chalk. Whereas like uh, some other players, maybe I don't really consider good chalk. But Charbonnet, um, I definitely, I definitely think he's good chalk. Um, I'm just, I'm just worried that like he's not going to get like the 
the passing down stuff. Like, because they're, they're definitely going to be trailing in this game. So, um, but I mean, look at that projection. Almost 16-point projection at 5.3K. Like, that's really, really solid. Um, he's going to get all the touches. I I don't I, – I'm, I'm 100% playing him in my single-entry team. Yeah, I mean, single-entry, cash game, three-entry max, those type of contests. He's going to have a ton of ownership. Um, and, I, I mean, there's ways to get different, but it's hard to get different. I mean – if Gino sits, you could potentially get different by playing the San Francisco defense um, and then looking at other running backs. But yeah, I mean, he his touches are going to be are going to be massive here. Um, Metcalf matters a lot on this slate because if he sits, yeah. JSN is in a fantastic JSN, spot. JSN, yeah, already yeah. really like him um, at forty one hundred. He's been very involved here recently. Really want Gino to play for um jigba here but i mean right very interested in in metcalf Lockett, and jigba depending on like gino playing or not playing in this one yeah i mean that's really really big like i if gino if gino sits like do you think that helps or hurts charbonnet i don't think it matters for him because okay. drew lock could like you, you can see a bunch of like dump offs um, with Drew Lock at quarterback. Like right. the overall game probably gets hurt by Drew Lock being at quarterback, and like the upside of Seattle probably gets hurt. Um, mm-hmm. San Francisco is going to get after whoever's playing quarterback here. Um, so you're just you're hoping that like Seattle scores two to three touchdowns in this game, and you're just hoping that like you get the production out of those guys. Um, right. Drew Locke playing, I mean, this game goes from seven and a half to ten and a half very fast if Gino gets ruled out. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Again, we are doing the main podcast for the main slate for NFL at 10 p.m. Eastern. If you want to hang out with us live for that one, I'll be Keith and myself as always. And um, let's get into the morning grind game. Quarterback. For 300 plus passing yards, you could pick any of these guys. Who do you got? Uh, I will go with. Um, oh, well, I'll go. I'll go Dak. I was gonna say, are you really gonna give me the layup right off the bat here? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm taking. I'm taking the layup. I gave you the layup last show. Now I'm gonna take it. <laughs> I'm gonna go Sam Howell. I think he's gonna chuck in yeah. a game that they're gonna have to chuck. Um, so give me Sam Howell. He's one of my favorite um, quarterback plays on the slate. Low-owned running back for a touchdown. It is a four-game slate, so you don't have to worry about ownership as much. Just give me a guy you like to score a touchdown here at running back. Um, I'll go. I'll go. AJ Dillon. I can get behind that. I am gonna go David Montgomery again. I can't get under ten percent on a four-game or three-game slate. I wish more sites did the four game slate. I wish more sites had bigger prize pool and added the Miami um, New York game for the slate, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I get to watch Miami on Friday and I am not going to put a dime on that game because I just want to watch the game because that's how it is. Quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. Oh, I definitely got to go golf Brown. I was going to say, you got to take your boy. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to Hal, and I'm gonna take my boy 
um, McLaurin because he doesn't score enough touchdowns and he's got to get him a turkey. Got to get a turkey. Mm. Wide receiver for eight plus targets. Who do you got? Monra. I mean, he is a staple for this question in the morning grind yeah. game. That is for sure. I, I don't. I don't want to say CD because I want to be different. Um, but obviously, the answer would be CD. Give me Debo Samuel here for eight plus targets. Tight end for a touchdown. Which tight end is scoring a touchdown this week? Uh, Ferguson. Oh, you took my. I knew when we were talking about the game, you were going to take Ferguson. And I was like, <laughs> who am I? I don't want to say Laporta. I don't want to. I mean, I guess I'll take Laporta. I like Ferguson a lot. He's he's going to be my highest on tight end on the slate. I know that. Uh, defense. Defense wins championships. Who's scoring 10-plus points at defense this week? I mean, the obvious answer is, is Dallas. Um, I think a contrarian one or at least a lower own one would be Detroit, though, too. Well, I'll you say take, Detroit. You, right. I'll take Detroit. You, you, you can have Dallas. That's the two that I had written down, so it doesn't matter. Um, there you go. Okay. And just so you know, there's nothing contrarian about the Lions' defense on the slate. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying they're lower, they're lower owned than Dallas. That's all. If Geno sits, man, it'd be really interesting to see that's, how the ownership for the that's Lions um, or the 49ers and the Cowboys' defenses kind of pair out. I just, let's be honest, I just want three games with no defensive touchdowns where defense doesn't like break the slate. Um, that would be fantastic. Let's just get that. Let's just do that. All right, go into the betting portion of the game here. Um, against the spread or money line, who do you got? So I'm going with the 49ers minus seven. All right, 49ers minus seven. Man, Dallas is up to minus 11 and a half now. <laughs> oh, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it in right now. I'm going to take Washington Commanders plus 11 and a half in this game. I like pain. I'm putting it in right now. Sports, hard rock, sports book. I'm doing it. Let's do it. All right. Ah, man, I love pain. But you got you got San Francisco minus seven and a half. I took Washington plus 11 and a half. Oh. Over under bet. What do you got for us here? Uh, Dallas, Washington under under 48 and a half. All right, Dallas under 48 and a half. You're going to hate me, but I'm taking the over in that game. We are we are uh, we are split right. in that game. We are All split. Right. So That's um I did I did some well, single game parlays with that game already too and I took a part of it was the over. So I'm hoping for a lot of scoring in that game. And, and like Dallas, they can put up 35 40 by themselves, so um hopefully Sam Howell just keeps it going here. But yeah, I wrote down the over 48 and a half for that game. Uh player prop. Any player props that you like here? Yeah, so I got this one from our prop model uh on scoresandodds.com uh that I really like. It's uh David Montgomery over five and a half receiving yards. Okay. That seems low. Why does that seem so low? It does seem oh. low. Uh let's see. 22-0-19-20-27. So all but two games this year, he's gone over that. I mean, I think that's low. There's a couple sevens in there. I, so that, but, 
that's why it's i mean i just i i, I just bet it yeah i'm gonna throw that in there now too uh, i'm sorry got distracted trying to get this in let's see yeah it's on there minus 110 yeah i like it um i'm gonna go debo samuel on mine i forget what the line is hold on i'm just placing this bet let me see I placed this earlier. Debo Samuel over 47 and a half receiving yards. I'm very high on Debo Samuel. He is scorched uh, this defense over the years, and I'm hoping that like he can do it again here. So uh, I'm going to take Debo Samuel over 47 and a half or 46 and a half, depending on where you're looking at it. Um, I wrote down 46 and a half. So check that out. There's I, I have access to one book. So it's 47 and a half is what I bet, but I wrote down 46 and a half. Um, pick and play here. Prize picks underdog. What do you got for us? All right. So I got a four pick play from underdog. I, I don't have prize picks where I live. So I've got a four pick, uh, David Montgomery over five and a half receiving yards, Jake Ferguson over 35 and a half receiving yards, Zach Charbonnet over 11.85 fantasy points and Amon Ross St. Brown over 81 and a half receiving yards. I like it. Bring in the goods. Bring in the goods. Um, Got to love it. I'm going to go very traditional here, and I'm going to take David Montgomery more than 66 and a half rushing yards. Um, I like this one a lot. You can throw that in. Um, if you want to get different on, like if you're betting the prop on the receiving yard for David Montgomery and you want to take his um, rushing yards here, that's how you could potentially get different. But um, I like Montgomery. I think he's going to have a big game. So, and like if you are in a state where you can bet. I like Montgomery for an anytime touchdown here. Um, it's like minus 125. And I don't, and I, I took his um, first touchdown as well at plus 475. So hope everyone has a fantastic Thanksgiving. Enjoy um, all the wonderful food and time with family. If you have family in your area, if not enjoy some football, because we are all are going to get to do that. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us. We'll be back later today to do the main slate at 10 p.m. Eastern, and we'll be back for basketball on Friday. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you then.